then it, it, I love that the cover of um, running the rum house is essential an essential oils. Oh, business. I know. I wrote at least essential oils because apparently it's just a multi-level marketing scheme. Got rented out a hotel room. I like would, so on brand for multi-level marketing schemes. Totally, but I totally buy essential oils from Cheryl and Tony. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, you know, for like an infuser, but not for ingesting. Like they're suggested by uh, pyramid schemes. Th- yes, guys, read up on essential oils. They're, it's you gotta know what you're doing. Also, they're yeah. bad for cats. Like those Glade plugins. If you have a cat, don't plug in one of those Glade things. Oh, bad for cats. Good to know. Yep. And for my sinuses, but I use my cat as a pretty good excuse. and gals and welcome to another episode of XO XO Riverdale. I'm Louie Perlman. <laughs> anyway, I'm Kate Vatter. He's Louie Perlman. That's right. And I'm very metal today. So <laughs> this is your favorite Riverdale recap podcast that is hosted by two grown-ass adults. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook and you can like and review us on iTunes. We would love that. Kate, how you doing? I'm pretty good. I think we should acknowledge that we are um, not just two adults, but two two old adults for it, because I'm sure there's some 19-year-olds rocking podcasts who are, like, appropriate. That's correct. We are, I am in my late 30s. And I am in my early 30s. That's right. And we still care about Riverdale. I, I would say mainly at this point, what we care about the most is that this is a great way for us to check in once a week and like see each other. It really is. <laughs> More than the show, but the show, you know, does have its moments. And it's a nice conduit. It's a conversation starter for us after an hour of hot goss. That's right. On other things. On other things, yeah. Then we get into Riverdale and we record it for you, the lucky listeners. So we always start every episode by talking a little bit about what's going on in the social world of Riverdale, the social media world, the world of the actors. Sometimes if there's any cool Archie Comics announcements, which there aren't this week, but what's happening that we actually want to discuss? <laughs> um, I think we'll start with some really sad, surprising news, which is that none of the Greater Riverdale shows were nominated for any Emmys, despite their four-year consideration campaigns. Yeah, they did such strong four-year consideration campaigns. When I think of Snub, I don't think of Mr. Robot or um, On Being a God in Central Florida or any of those. I think Riverdale. Yeah, yeah, or Pose, where the only actor nominated for Pose this oh, year Billy is, Porter, right? is Billy Porter, who is a cisgender actor. Yeah. Instead of literally all the incredible women on that show I know. who are all trans women of color and give that show such an incredible texture and spirit. So fuck that. <laughs> so much. Kirsten Dunst is so underappreciated. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst. Who don't watch anything she's in. Can you imagine Kirsten Dunst playing Mary Andrews instead of... Instead of Molly Ringwald, I would die. What? Think of how the toothbrushing scenes would be. Yeah, what a what a what a improvement that would be. <laughs> oh my god, guys, 
watch everything she's ever done. I, I can't think of a bad Kirsten Dunst thing. No, she's wonderful. Fargo, that was great too. That missed a lot of Emmys, you know? Yeah. I can talk about snubs for days. Yeah. <laughs> and none of, well, most of the snubs are Riverdale. <laughs> yes, clearly most of the snubs are Riverdale. Absolutely. Yeah. Although Lily Reinhardt deserves an Emmy for how hard she sells, I do have to say. She, yeah, and she wasn't even for your consideration. So, nope, but she should have, she's my number one in terms of acting prowess on this show. Yeah, she's like a double snub. So grounded. Yeah. But also, please vote for all of our friends at Insecure and Full Frontal Samantha the Bee and, um, and, and Black Lady Sketch Show as Black well. My, my friend, my friend, yeah. Lauren Ashley Smith got nominated this year for that, which is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I have some friends at uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which is also the Jackie Daytona episode is perfect television that's a that's a wonderful sitcom i highly recommend it it's so good it's wonderful that is up shit's creek is up imagine voting against Catherine o'hara people you can't voting against Catherine o'hara is like voting for trump in the next election and people did it last year they still picked phoebe waller bridges over her but this year this year it must be Catherine. she's just got rachel brosnahan against her but you know what we're still gonna get more mrs mazel next year give it to Catherine o'hara now and can anyone in their right mind say mrs mazel is a better show than schitt's creek i think not i think not and i will also say the nominees this year have a lot of first-time nominees for shows that have been on the year for air for several years truth and i think that this is because of quarantine everyone had time to watch the mid-season shows and the like dvds that they have like no i like they don't sit through they just have time to watch everything definitely so congrats to all the january shows (laughs) congrats to the january shows finally getting their due yep now we have some other riverdale news i believe yeah i actually have two more riverdale news please uh, please don't listen to KJ about COVID. Oh, um, does KJ have some some controversial opinions about COVID nineteen? He was what he so there was the video going around this week that's like very very debunked in that the woman the doctor in it believes that like vaccines are made by alien DNA and we yes. stop getting sick if we stop fucking demons in our sleep. Yes, the one that our beloved president shared, correct? Yes, that many people shared. Um, so he shared that, and then people were kinder than they had to be about like hey bud this is not great and he spun that into that uh christians are being persecuted right now so like a lot going on with kj i actually was doing some phone banking to north carolina in order to try to flip north carolina in the upcoming elections Uh and i spoke to a really nice woman who at the very end of the call said to me i have two things to tell you thing number one Jesus loves you. And thing number two, wear a mask. So I would say that not all Christians are anti-maskers. Oh, I was absolutely mm. not applying that. I was uh, implying I know. KJ's a mess. That's correct. <laughs> also, That's his correct. parents both had COVID. So like, wow. His parents both had COVID. Very good. Yeah. Well, best of luck but to you know, him because he seems like a nice kid and I don't he, want anything to happen to him. Yeah, it also explains why he did that movie that neither of us watched. That's correct. The Christian movie. Yeah. And we won't watch. Anyway, uh, the big news of the week is a double whammy. Yes. For the Queen Vanessa. Vanessa Morgan. Yeah, who had exciting news that turned unexciting in an unexpected 
way. Yes. She is pregnant with a baby boy. Yes. Very exciting. Due in January. That's correct. January 9th, perhaps, would be exciting that if would they be, do the January 9th club. That would be our birthday. Yeah. Because and- we sprung from the same Riverdale mother. <laughs> <laughs> Many, many years ago, there was a Riverdale ghost who forced our mothers into labor. <laughs> That's right, on January 9th. That's correct. Um, and then things turned sour about 24 hours later. Yes, when her partner announced that he is leaving her, that they mm-hmm. are getting a divorce after eight months of marriage. Mm-hmm. Which, But that is all right, because people should do what they want. Yes. And there's many different ways to raise a child. So this may not be the end of the world for this baby or for Vanessa being able to do this. Yeah. Also at this point, what's interesting is he has to be quarantined from her because he plays for the White Sox um, who have not been hit by COVID yet. Like this, I did not know. Yeah. Okay. So the Phillies and the Marlins have been hit by COVID. Oh, I know that. Yes. Which means the Yankees are only playing the Orioles for the next like six months. Yes. Um, which is fine because it's fun. Um, and the Sox, they're playing the Sox. That's always the other Sox. Um, I could talk about baseball this week because it's the only thing that's new on TV. Yes. And there were some exciting controversies this week. But uh, yes, yeah, so he can't be with anyone other than the rest of his teammates. And they're not an exciting team. So, you know. Well, he should go away. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's two scenes in Chicago, and the White Sox ain't the one. Anyone who would do that to our Vanessa is clearly in the wrong. As if I didn't have enough reasons to hate teams that end in socks. That's correct. It's another good reason. So that's, I think, all the Riverdale news. Yeah, I think so. But that was good. That was a good crop of interesting conversations. Yeah, all over the place. No, like, uh, theme. Let's get into, that's true, there was no theme. The only theme was news. Let's get into our watch along of the week, which is the episode Ides of March. Yep. How did you feel about this episode, Kate, overall? I think that maybe I shouldn't have watched it early because I was having a bad day and I was like, Riverdale will make me feel better. But that meant I got very distracted by many things. Sure. Not Riverdale. Not Riverdale Um, related. That's fair. Yeah. So there is like a point or two in here where I'm like, I genuinely have no idea what's happening. But I don't know if that's because I wasn't paying attention or if that's because it's Riverdale. So we'll work (laughs) through it together, I think. That's Riverdale, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I watched it last night. And so it's still quite fresh in my mind. And I feel that this was a really important episode. This is the episode where the flashback or the flash forwards catch up with the actual show and we get to that moment where Jughead has died. So that is quite important. And I feel like the relevancy of that plot point has been looming so large for the last few episode for the entire season rather Mm -hmm. that I almost wish that had been more of a focus because I thought that everything that was happening with Jughead in this episode was really great and was very compelling and then the other stuff that was happening in the episode the b-plots 
mm-hmm. really were quite meandery and maybe could have been saved for later episodes. I would have really liked a convergence around what was happening with Jughead, which is re- the main plot of this season. Yeah, that's true. I guess, I mean, from here for the next several episodes, I assume we're not going to have him because he's dead, maybe? Well, we'll get into that. I mean, I definitely think that there is a major plan afoot that is beginning to be revealed. And Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. And that strikes me right now as fairly good writing. It doesn't feel like they're doing a lot of write-arounds right now with Jughead, and I hope that continues to be the case. Yeah, Jughead, I feel like as much as I hate Brett has had like a a thorough like well-explored storyline this season with a lot of riffraff around it definitely oh yeah it seems like they it seems like the writers are quite excited about the Jughead plotline yeah and are spinning their wheels when it comes to elements of the other characters right now Mm -hmm. that's what I would say yeah uh that they, they I think they find this sort of world they've created in Stonewall to be quite uh, rich for them. And Mm -hmm. I'm into that. I agree with that. I think this is a cool place for Jughead to be. And for the most part, I've enjoyed that uh, as previous episodes can attest. So in the beginning of the episode, let's get into it. Let's do it. It starts, you know, at six in the morning on a Monday. On 4.45 in the morning. Oh, sorry. Which my first instinct was, what the fuck, Archie? And then my second thought was, if it weren't COVID, that's exactly what time my alarm would go off. So like, and I have like maybe less of a reason because he's getting up for work, whereas I get up to go play fun sports. (laughs) Yeah, you get up to do fun rowing stuff. And Alice, or not Alice, sorry, Mary, Mary (laughs) has left him with some donuts. And we haven't seen her in the show for a while, but that's certainly very sweet of her. She did a real quick drop by from Chicago. <laughs> yeah. To drop off some donuts. And she could have ordered back. the donuts online and had them delivered. Like delivered with a nice note, yeah. Yeah, totally, you know. Got them at, fruit basket, but they were like, fruit's not in season in Riverdale because it's not a season, so there's no seasonal that's fruit. right, so the only thing we can eat is burgers, shakes, and donuts. Yeah, so here's some donuts. That's why they it. all have such great figures, all of them, yeah, why they all look so season. good. Yeah, because they, they went to get some fresh produce and they uh, checked the donuts for firmness and the right coloring to make sure that, that they were appropriate for. Yeah, and Archie was like, oh, perfect. This will be great for my abs. <laughs> nice and ripe. Yeah, yeah, nice and ripe. So <laughs> then we have a nice scene where we meet Monroe's mom. Very briefly, and I, I think it's nice that he, actually, I think we've seen her before. Have we? Oh, yeah, we did. We saw her in the stands when Monroe was playing, actually. And we saw her last season when there was, like, the hall brawl to uh, save uh-huh. his mom and his brother. Yes, that's right. That's right. But Archie, because Archie is trying to figure out maybe how to pass off the, um, the youth center slash gym. Right. So Because but- he's been working at it for at least two or three weeks. So it's time for this project to be done. Yeah, and I should say within uh, like two act breaks, I believe uh, she is no longer in charge of the center and is completely forgotten. I know, it's a weird thing to lay down in this scene and then not come back. Yeah, no, that's it. (laughs) 
Also, way to sideline an older black woman character, too. Oh, my God. They can't. I know. It's a sign of the times. Sign, Yes, or as Prince would say, it's a sign of the times. And that's what they were thinking of. They were like, let's make sure people can tie this into Prince somehow. Every, we forget about this character. Every episode, of, every episode of Riverdale can be tied into Prince. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Yeah, for the listeners at home. <laughs> yeah, for the listeners at home, exactly. And then, um, and then we learn some shocking news. Shocking. All the shocking news about Archie? Yes. That, that, his, he, his that he's spot. not doing well academically and may not be able to graduate? Yeah. That news? It's really shocking. And then... And that he's completely missed all of the deadlines because all of his friends have gone into college now and he's only now like, maybe I'll apply. Yeah, and then Principal Honey is so mean about the whole thing. But also reasonable when you really think about it. I agree with both of those things. Like, I was like... In Archie's situation, came in and was like, I'm ready to apply to college. I'd be like, you're super not ready, you dummy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but you would be, you would be sweet about it because you're, you know, because, because that's the job of an educator, as opposed to this character that has been so villainized, you know, he's like, Archie, that seems very unfair, and you would be quite undeserving of walking with your friends, don't you agree? Like, in such a scolding tone, instead of, like, gently being like, you know, I'd really like to try to help you get ready. Yeah, I don't this know. This is a disappointment. Like, that's a disappointing thing. Yeah, I yeah. think that it doesn't need to be, like, hand-holding. I think it needs to be like, hey, man, you haven't shown up to school for weeks on end. Your grades are just not up there. And I don't think it's fair to the students who have worked hard for you to walk with them at graduation. Yes, like, you totally. you can be mean about it. Well, maybe firm, but also like this kid's dad got run over by a car within the last And he months. was attacked by a bear. We all forget that because the scars went away. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Now the scars are like light kisses on his shoulder. Yeah, but we In- also got to say that he's missed schools for many other... I think he just doesn't go. Yeah, he was in juvie. Like, all this shit's happened with him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he's not ready emotionally or intellectually for college. No, but he's a nice boy, and it's nothing oh, wrong with him. Nice you know, we can... Yeah, you know, I have nothing against him. It's just, you know... Anyway... <laughs> So then we have Hiram dropping a teacup. Yeah, those symptoms showed up real fast. Yes, he is a sick man now, poor Hiram Lodge. Yep. So the next thing that, you know, we have regarding Hiram Lodge is that he's sick. He doesn't want any help. Veronica's yeah. trying to help him. Everybody is gets mad at Veronica for trying to help him. And then Veronica gets mad back. <laughs> well, Veronica shouldn't really be living with her family. No, but she was like, I'll put everything behind me and love you. And then, like, I, he's reasonably, like, when you're in that situation, when you're, like, coming down with an illness like that, like, you don't want the help, like, you want to stay individually. And I think he wasn't super, like, he kind of snapped, but I think it was, like, a reasonable situation and a expected reaction and then she really overreacted instead of being like daddy i was just trying to help she was basically like i've oh like i'll never love you again and i'm leaving forever <laughs> that's fair yeah that's absolutely Over true. A fucking teacup. but you know like 
she's been through so much shit with him. I'm sure she's really traumatized. Yeah, so she has to go uh, fuck her feelings out. Yes, yeah, she has to go fuck her feelings out in the music room before mm-hmm. school starts. Yes. I'm wondering, what's Archie doing in the music room? He's sitting there playing his guitar. How nice. What a thing that he doesn't do anymore. <laughs> that now he's doing in the music room. Okay. Oh, Archie. And they have a conversation um, about how they haven't talked about what they're doing post-graduation. And when Veronica started that sentence, I thought it was going to be about how they haven't talked at all because they don't see each other except for at Jason's Viking funeral. Yes. <laughs> um, but then it was like, we haven't talked about post-graduation. And I was like, she doesn't even know he's not graduating. Like, Yeah. She doesn't remember who she's dating. She calls she him she calls him starchy in this scene and he just lets it's it go. Weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I just want to point out, I really like um the logo of the El Royale shirts that characters are wearing in this episode and I the I want lion? one. The like uh fl- the like English lion? Yeah, with the typeface. Yeah, I think it's really it for cool. A while. Get- Get up with it, Louis. Yeah, but I, I definitely noticed it displayed more prominently, like Archie's shirt in this episode and stuff, and I thought it was really cool. Yeah, they're fun. I bet you could buy one on Etsy. Yeah, I'm going to look for one, for sure. Anyway. <laughs> um, so Jughead's out of the Quillen skull. I know. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because of Betty. Yes. Which I'm, I, Okay. Yeah, they play, I guess. (laughs) Well, they they play really fast and loose with like what the rules are and what Betty's association with Jughead has to do with the rules or not do with the rules, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think, so they end his contract for missing a deadline, but the deadline hasn't passed yet. That's right. That's right. And they're really trying to give it to him. So guess what time it is on the show, folks? It's fast novel time. Yep, so he calls Betty and says, how quickly can you get here? And I say, yeah, can you, how? How, how literally, how quickly can you get here? Answer, answer your question. Because we don't know. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know how fast you can get there. So and we'll never know. So Betty decides that there, or Jughead is going to write a prep school thriller. Yeah. Which is, which would be a really fun book to read and seems like it fits really well within the Baxter Brothers genre. Yeah. So that's great. The made-up genre that we uh, know all about because you can project your own feelings onto this show when they leave blanks like that. I guess. I mean, I'm really guessing that it's some form of Hardy Boys. So, yeah. you know, I, I I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So then Hiram shows up at El Royale to mm-hmm. train. Yeah, well, and Arch is confused because he belongs to Solstice, which I think is their version of Equinox. Sure, their version of Equinox or Soul Cycle. Yeah, you know, like, like a combination of the two. Yeah, for sure. Because what he does is not like he doesn't seem like a Soul Cycle person. <laughs> he does not seem like a Soul Cycle person. But Equinox is pretty gay, so he doesn't totally seem like an Equinox guy either. Yeah, but I think that like it's not supposed to, like it's the only gay like if you notice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's, it's one not, of the secret gay ones. Yeah, like it's not an official gay gym. No, it's not an official gay gym. That it depends on which neighborhood you go into. That is fair. That's totally fair. Yeah, like Upper East Side is probably not super gay. One of my 
personal trainers that I used to have when I was chatting with him about getting a job at a new gym. I was like, why don't you do Equinox? And he was like, oh my God, I'd love to work at a gay gym. And that's when I realized, I was like, oh, I guess they're just all gay gyms. <laughs> like, yeah. Because that was his reaction, which was a very sweet, he's a nice, sweet, straight ally guy. He was yeah. like, I'd like nothing more, to be honest. Gym culture's yeah. wild. I <laughs> was going to apply to be a trainer at Row House. Sure. They said that they were looking for people who are certified athletic trainers and they're not interested in people who know rowing. So, you know, have fun at Row House, people. You're going to hurt your back. Yes. <laughs> so Archie says to Hiram that he can make out the check to Frank Andrews Community Center, which is then retracted later in the episode that is no longer called Frank Andrews community center sure the other thing to it about that as well is interesting just because archie kind of zigzags a little bit in intent when it comes to Hiram this episode because this feels like you can make the checkout to is holding Hiram at arm's distance at arm's length and being like listen you need to pay to be able to work out here because i feel that Hiram thinking that he gave the gym to archie is uh you know entitled just to come and go when he pleases from the gym and there there's that discussion doesn't really happen because who knows if the writers really remember that Hiram gave the gym to Archie yeah I mean they changed the gym title for just the scene so yeah (laughs) that's fair yeah that's totally fair but then this this sort of negates the way Archie behaves later on in this episode which we will talk about yeah so Jughead's uh, first chapter of the new uh, Baxter Brothers that he's bringing to seminar, whatever that Mm -hmm. is, is dismissed as autobiographical hokum. Yeah, also I think that Jughead's a bad writer. Do you? I think I like his, I like, I like, I like whatever I hear him writing. It's like fun, hard-boiled, there's kind of a trashy element to it. I it's think very it's the show. Snippets, but if we like took the time to edit together when he reads the story out loud in the show, I think we would find that it's just like very uh, rudimentary, but not like in an age appropriate way. Like it's a book for kids, but like it's just like he's kind of being a dumb adult. Yes. Yeah. Well, older teenage writer. Yeah. I think that that's that that that. Yeah, that's sort of how people write when they're that age. So that's that, you know, and there and Jughead's like, yeah, I'm definitely writing more. Fuck off. And then he like storms out of the room. And that's what we get when we get to the title card, which is uh, there is something I really like about this that like other episodes before the title card has started have been like the black hood is at your door. And uh-huh. like Jason is dead, like stuff that's really grandiose and extreme. And this is yeah. like delving into like, I'm a writer, damn it. Which I, yeah. I think is really fun for the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is something that I like a lot. Uh, then it, it, I love that the cover of um, running the rum house is essential, an essential oils business. Oh, I know. I wrote at least essential oils because apparently it's just a multi-level marketing scheme got rented out a hotel room. I like would, so on brand for multi-level marketing schemes. Totally. But I totally buy essential oils from Cheryl and Tony. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, you know, for like an infuser, but not for ingesting, like they're suggested by uh, pyramid schemes. The, yes. Guys, read up on essential oils. It's, you gotta know what you're doing. Also, they're yeah. bad for cats. 
like those Glade plugins. If you have a cat, don't plug in one of those Glade things. Oh, bad for cats. Good to know. Yep. And for my sinuses, but I use my cat as a pretty good excuse. So we have a patron mm-hmm. uh, who really wants to give some money, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. And then the patron ends up being Hermosa, who has Rose stolen. Vaughan. Yes, who's stolen Veronica's blonde wig. Yes. I wrote, this is like, they just, you know, for two sisters, uh, long lost sisters, they still had that connection. Yes. You know, they like love- I read an ESPN story last night about someone who his like coaching mentor of, of 20 years turned out to be his birth father and they had like no idea. Aww. It's like that. I know it's a really sweet story. It is. And this is, this is genetically, they have a predisposition to wear blonde wigs, Brad blonde wigs. <laughs> But right away, we can tell that Tony ain't having it, which is great. Uh-huh. Uh, and I like that Tony isn't played for a fool in this episode. It's like, I, I want more for Tony next season. That's all I'm going to say, as do yeah. the fans, as, 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 do, as does Queen Vanessa. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're like, they go out and they dance in their party. And I'm like, again, this is a school night. This is a school night, and also this is just an excuse for a semi-sexualization of lesbian ladies. Yeah, there's a there's a way sexier dancing later. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. You're right. Yeah, I apologize. I thought that's when it was. I'm sorry. No, this is not super sexy yet. Okay. Um, yes. So Archie has to decide whether he's going to close his dad's business or the center, and I'm like, close the center, you dummy like what just close the center <laughs> like i don't know why you're so torn about this the answer is close the center one of these things is profitable and like a real thing that is established and the other is a real loose goose fast played company run by a child and support there's a lot of child labor laws being broken like there's just a lot going on there that i'm like please close the center instead but that is whatever. Fair. and then this was where they said both businesses bear your father's name which was like within minutes after calling it the Frank Center. Yes, yes. They're like, let's make sure everybody knows that we've renamed this place. Right, within the past 32 eight, seconds. Seven business months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we get the first few, we get to learn some of what Jughead is writing. Oh, no, 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 no. Before this is when uh, Monroe's mom is replaced. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. By Tom Keller. Yes. Because truly they wrote the first act of this episode and then took an eight year break and then chose not to read it. Like in a fun, like you cover half the picture and then you draw this, the back half. Yeah, the it's way. a squizzed corpse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Delightful. Yeah. Yeah. So we get this scene and that's yeah. fine. Okay. But <laughs> excuse for Tom Keller to still be on the show, which is great. Yeah, but you know, he's too clean shaven this season. True. Is he still married to... uh, Josie's mom? Good fucking question, dude. We'll never know because they don't implement older black women. Yeah, she's not... Not that that old, but... uh, Yeah, but like she's just like not on the show anymore? No, black women over 40 aren't real. Yeah, I guess now that Josie isn't on the show, there's no reason for Robin Givens to be on the show. But that could still totally be a character on this show. Yeah, she You know what I mean? She was mayor and then like a high power attorney. Like she had her own storylines outside of being like she's like Reggie's dad is like that's all he is. 
But yes. like Sierra had like her own storyline. Yep. <laughs> anyway. So then we learn about Jarhead, which is amazing. Oh my god! And his and his roommate Bison. Funny. Which is wonderful, and I love how he's. (laughs) I love this. I think it's so snotty teenager, so punk rock, that he's like reading these chapters out loud, and Uh like to the seminar, sneering at them like. You yeah. all know I mean you, you little fuckers. Like, I, th- I think this is all really fun. Yeah. Um, I like all this. I just double-checked because uh, I was fairly certain that plagiarism is not an actual crime if you don't profit from it, and I was right. Of course you were right. But also, it doesn't matter, like, if you, first of all, A, uh, you could argue that he profited from it from getting into the school. You know what I mean? Well... It's profited, it has to be like profited from the copyright. Yeah. So yeah. He, I, he did not profit no, in that he way didn't. here. But there's, there's no, also, there's still allowed to be, schools are allowed to have laws against pr- plagiarism, school rules. They're allowed sure. to have school rules, but he it was implied that he would go to jail for it. Yeah, you're going to go to jail, Jughead. And, and like, bring it, fuckers. No yeah. one's ever gone to jail for plagiarism. Like, even in the crime situation, that's a fine. Yeah, it's not a, yeah. Like maybe I like I don't even think Napster guy. Sure. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like crime case. Yeah, because it's not a dangerous crime. Yeah. So yeah. So then you know he's Jughead is understandably very angry, but Mm -hmm. once again I love the high stakes here and that it's all about sort of like the intricacies of writing a story. I think that's actually really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, this is definitely drives up the sort of the stakes here in a way that's really satisfying for a long time viewers like us. And I like yeah. how this is coming to a head. Yeah. Well, I have to look up another law for the next scene. The law about, uh, do you want to ask your former like guy who's trying to kill you for advice? Because boy, Jughead really, I mean, Archie's really sure has seemed to bury the hatchet when it comes to Hiram, hasn't he? Okay, so I missed a total scene in this section, I think, because okay. the next thing I have is the little locker search. Yeah, so previously to the locker search, there's just this scene where Archie's, like, asking Hiram for advice, right? Do you remember that? Like, oh, I don't know what I should sell and what I should keep. And it's like, don't ask this guy. This guy's literally Satan. Like, this guy has had, had tried to have Archie killed multiple times in the past, and fucked with Archie and sent Archie to jail. And oh my God, don't ask him about that shit. Um, he's not the surrogate father figure you should be moving mm-hmm. towards. Um, Mr. Keller is great. FP is great. No Hiram. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Um, and then Hiram sort of recommends that he says bye to both. <laughs> because Hiram doesn't want Archie to have anything that he loves. So Yeah, no. Anyway. Um- yeah, so I did look it up and, because uh, it goes, like, it's constantly locker search warrants are, like, always being fought. They are sure. legal, but there's, like, a lot. There's just fraught with uh, caseloads, so I don't want to be wrong about the laws here on, like, Riverdale, who's happy to be wrong about the law consistently. Yes. Um, 
And then, like, Archie takes the fall for the rum in Veronica's locker, and he gets one week of detention and a phone call to his mom, and that is it for drinking alcohol on on school. Yeah, well, that's fine. You know, it's... He's maybe, already not graduating. Yeah, he's already not graduating. Maybe it's because this is the... This is the... The the scene where Principal Honey remembers that Archie's dad was run over by a car this year. You know, I mean, jeez. I, yeah, I feel like at this point, Mr. Honey is just like, I guess I'll call your mom again, but she's probably just going to be like, what do you do this time? I'm going to be like, he had rum in his locker and she's going to be like, I knew, I already knew that. This also results in some great Veronica lines here. She calls him Principal Mussolini. Yeah. And then she later on call in the scene calls him a prissy power tripping asshat. Yeah. Which is wonderful. Yeah. Why did he choose to search her locker? Because he just has it in for these kids. Fair. He sucks. This guy, I can't wait for them to murder him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever they're going to do here, they're going to kill this guy. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they need probable cause for locker searches. So. Maybe they're going to feed him to Vegas or something. That'd be... Oh, RIP, feed him to a ghost. ghost exactly. Ghost dog. Ghost dog. Way of Riverdale. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so we get this lie detector thing. Yeah, which I love. I think it's so fun. Inadmissible in court because they're not accurate. No, they're not accurate enough to be admissible in court. I know. Yeah. And Donna's like... But but they were just a little geek note here. You know who they were invented by, right? The lie detector? Go on. William Moulton Marston, who also invented Wonder Woman. Oh, that's delightful. Yeah, there's a lot of movies and stories about that that I mean to watch and then just don't do. And then so I don't know cool stories like that. Yeah, well, that's a thing and he also you know a big plot point of wonder woman is she has a golden lasso where if you're wrapped in it you always have to tell the truth yes yeah anyway that's a nice little thing um cool yeah so but there is a great line betty gets the line of the episode award agreed (laughs) and i don't remember exactly what she was responding to but her response was do you think I don't know that bitch? <laughs> yes, yes. This is so wonderfully confrontational. And this is like them beginning to push back against Donna, which I'm like ready to see, especially yeah. after the reveals of the last episode. And then she says, one percenters, none of you will be left standing. Uh, a battle cry for all of us in these troubled times. Yes. Yeah, which is amazing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so... Then we have this scene where Archie is being a pretty sweet and attentive boyfriend by being like, hey, Veronica, something is up. You know, you keep wanting to have sex in public places. It's it's actually not totally cool and it's not you mature. Stuff, I think. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. What did I miss? You, you missed a lot. <laughs> Uh-oh, what did I do here? What happened? Um, you missed the sexy three-way dance. Oh, no, 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 no. This is before that. This is before that. Oh, this so they just before... had the same conversation twice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is, this okay. is in the lab, in Mr. Beaker's lab. Meany me. They're <laughs> in Mr. Beaker's lab. And she's wanting to have sex with him. And this is when he says to her, Hey, Veronica, what's happening? I want to make sure you're okay. He's being very sweet. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just want to have fun, Archie. And I thought we were just going to try to have fun together until I go away to college. And if you want to back off that vow, that's fine. 
So I have to go meet up with Cheryl and Tony anyway. Fuck you, Archie. And Archie's like, you know, when I'm not being a complete alt-right vigilante asshat, Uh I'm just getting shit on by all my friends. That's like, those are the two modes for poor old Arch. You know? (laughs) So then then it's sexy lady dance time. Then it's sexy three-way dance. Which is gross. Yep. And there's definitely a lot of excessive sex stuff in this episode that, like, I don't care about. Uh-huh. And then they know, they take, they take her to, uh, they take her somewhere to get more comfortable. And, like, was she, like, do you think that Hermosa was, like, getting ready to sleep with the two of them? That she's like, yeah, I'll do this in order to prove I my point. I have no idea. Yeah, like, it just seems sort of, like, really rando. Yeah. And then in comes Veronica. Yeah. So storming in, storming in, and, you know, they want to ruin Ronnie's business. And But then Ronnie gets mad because he told Hermosa, Hiram told Hermosa about his illness first. Is that what they're mad about? I think so. Yeah, this is, this is all very vague to me. I found this kind of hard. Yeah, they're really smushing Hermosa in there so they could get her for your considerations up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and her considerations were more well-deserved before this episode. Yeah, and you know, I don't know what was in the package sent to the guild members, but uh, this certainly didn't help if it was in there. Maybe she should be deserved, maybe she should be nominated for best wig acting. Oh, I mean, top-notch for this show. I know they're against uh, Moira Rose's wigs if they were in that category. Yes. But, um, you know, what's a Moira Rose wig to do against a lodge girl blonde bob? Yeah, this is good wig acting. Agreed. (laughs) So, now, they are, Jughead and Betty are running around. Yep, they're on the hunt. Breaking into everyone's room. Mm-hmm. Like they wouldn't have a better place to hide that laptop than like in the drawers of their rooms. In his own like dorm room, like it was just in the desk next to his. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're desperate. And then they go to secret room in the skull and bones, skull and quill and bones. Little, yeah. yeah, those secret society. And uh, everything's gone from the secret room. All of it, all the VHSs. Yeah, all the VHSs are gone, which also... It should have been anticipated after last episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then we get to... They do find something, though. They find the manuscript for, for Jughead's original Baxter Brothers novel, which is The Boy in the River. Right, that's which is ready been, to print. Which has been rewritten by oh. ghost writers. Mm-hmm. And then the ghost writers end up being Vegas. It's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting, their use of ghosts and how they don't use human ghosts, they only use dog ghosts. It is, it's true. <laughs> no, it's ghost written by the rest of Seminar. Yeah. Uh, which is highly insulting. Yeah. And, but, you know, but, but, this whole plot point about Jughead signing a bad contract, mm-hmm. once again, very related to the way pulp authors are treated. And also like comic book writers and, uh, and artists as well. And sort of the bad situations they get into 
uh, professionally because of bad contracts. So I do like that this is sort of an art mirroring life thing happening here. Right, and we've discussed how it's shit contracts in the episode before because that was a whole plot point. Yes, um, so now but, it's coming home to, like, chickens are coming home to roost. Like, yep, that's cool, that's good here. follow through, yeah. Yeah. Um. So now is where I thought we jump to, and Veronica tells Archie about Hiram being sick. Yeah. And it is unclear to me if she is upset or if she's mad. Like, her emotions are not clear. I'd say it's unclear to the writers as well, because yeah. they're not treating this sort of with tact and with subtlety, and they should be. What a cool plot point that would be for this show if it was Veronica having very complicated feelings about her father's illness, which yeah, is... instead of this matter that like there's yeah yeah there's really no nuance here and this would be a cool thing to explore because this happens to a lot of people they have very difficult relationships with their parents and then something happens where they have to look after them and that's would be a really interesting place for veronica to go in my opinion mm -hmm. but this is a show apparently for nobody because i think teenagers would enjoy that plot line as well so whatever <laughs> what do you have so, next? All I wrote is what is happening. <laughs> well, it's time to say goodbye to Hiram. So, what does Veronica do? She whips up a little Mad Men esque presentation. Okay, so you we both missed a scene because I wrote what is happening, and then the next thing I have is who just has an easel lying around. <laughs> <laughs> well, a family that does so many presentations does in their own home, of course, yeah, because yeah. they're so into presentations. They really are. You know, they don't want a trifold board; they want the easel. Yes, and then Veronica has this presentation where she's traveled back in time to some sort of graphic design firm from the 60s for all of these ads. Yeah. They're so weirdly old-fashioned looking, but yeah. that's fine. Uh, and then we learn that um, Cheryl is converting her, her maple factories into rum factories. Mm -hmm. And we anticipated that, that was maybe going to happen so yeah she like directly said that last episode oh she did oh I thought yeah they were like we predicted okay. straight up like we're gonna move to thornhill okay great cool um so we have the scene between betty and donna where i stopped paying attention i wrote betty and donna stopped paying attention <laughs> so they say something and then it turns out brett does have a sex tape of betty and veronica uh, yes betty, yes he knew well the scene at pops is I was paying attention enough that Betty all of a sudden is, you know, trying to manipulate Donna to clear the air. And I mean, this is like the woman who called Donna a bitch, like so much, really so aggressively, really like, aggressively. So I just can't even imagine that Donna would want to meet with her. Yeah, that scene was like 20 minutes to 300 days ago. So yes, that's true. <laughs> but there they are having a little, having a milkshake. Mm -hmm. Donna's having a strawberry milkshake. And yeah, it's, um, it's sort of, she's trying to, Betty's trying to pin it on DuPont. But yeah, but nothing really gets revealed there. Mm -hmm. Much to Betty's chagrin. And then, uh, you know, Jughead is threatening Brett that he's going to take the whole school down and everybody with them. He says he's going to let the toxic genies out of the, their bottles which is, I think, a great line. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then Brett is like, well, guess what? We really do have a sex tape. 
Yeah. And then the writers have to work so hard to make the sex tape an issue. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, like, first of all, it's a sex tape of a, well, she may, I guess they're all supposed to be 18. I was going to say it's a minor. But they're not, they didn't consent to it. Yeah, they didn't consent to it. And what are they doing that is shameful enough to ruin Betty forever? Why do they feel like a sex tape being released? I could imagine it being humiliating for her. Let's speculate what weird kinks they have. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that could be the only reason. But They have that bunny mask. They might be furries. Yeah, they also have, you know, sometimes Betty dresses up like Dark Betty or whatever. Yeah. But who cares? Good wig play. Again, good wig play in the show. Yeah, yes, yeah. But you want to wear a black wig and be a little mean to your boyfriend in bed? Yeah. Whatever. It's clearly nothing that's, like, really upsetting Jughead. Like, Well, because they're consensual. They have consensual kink play. That's correct. Kate is not part of it. That's correct. It's that's all about correct. consent. It's all about consent, kids. And... Uh, yeah, so they just have to work so hard for this. Yeah. Now, the next scene, I have a lot of things to say. <laughs> Please. So first, it, I want to say that, you know, I watch everything with closed captioning, which uh, gives you the audio, and it did give the in brackets, which brackets usually will have, like, birds chirping or laughter. It had um, signing name. <laughs> so, like, instead of it being, like, the scratch of a pen... Right, which they normally, like, that's not even a sound I would bother with because in the image you see Archie moving his pen. Definitely. But for some reason, the captionist is like, you know what, I gotta let people know. Great. (laughs) I think maybe they thought it was unclear what was happening. We're trying to help the audience. (laughs) Yes, that could be very true. (laughs) They're like, we're gonna give it a little extra boost here. Yeah, and then so Archie uh, bails on this, um, selling it to Vic. Yes. uh, Which I feel... So awful for Vic. <laughs> totally. This is the second time this business has been pulled out from under him. And I think Archie doesn't realize what goes into buying a business. I think Archie thinks that Vic like printed out a piece of paper for him signed, but he went through lawyers. He had a small business loan. He maybe took out a second mortgage. Like Vic has done a lot of work that has gone unacknowledged in the scene. And I think I could watch an entire like three episode arc. Or like a spinoff series that's just like Vic dealing with trying to start a small business. Absolutely. Supported by a child. Yes. And then here's this little 18-year-old being like, no, my dear, my grandfather found it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agreed. And then we have another scene, and then I get even madder at Archie about this our little deal. <laughs> but so Jughead decides he's leaving Stonewall. Yes, and Jughead's reporting back to the board of shadowy figures during this. Right. Who apparently have some control over Stonewall as well. Yeah. But now the next scene is what I want to talk about because it ties back into that scene with Vic. Sure, just before that. Okay. Please, before. So, you know, I like that Jughead, you know, Betty and, and FP are there to support him. hmm And that's really, really awesome and really lovely. But then we have, um, like... You know, they're all upset with him and Jughead's like, Jughead's really concerned about this tape going out because of Betty. Mm -hmm. I feel like this could have been resolved by him having a conversation with Betty about it and them figuring it out together. Yeah, but it's hard to communicate when you live 80 hours apart. That's true. 
Absolutely, yes. And then, and then Brett invites him to the woods for one last hurrah. Right. Now, and then we learn, like, there's a twinkle in Jughead's eye. He has a plan. Yeah. And I think that the question to be asked now is, who is in on the plan Mm -hmm. and who is not? And that's where the reveals of the rest of the season are going to come from. And I think that's fun. Mm -hmm. It's going to be who's the Chang of the Grift. Yes. They all buy hot dogs. (laughs) Uh, Do you think Brett's... Do you think Brett's involved in Jughead's plan? No. Okay. Do you think Betty's involved in Jughead's plan? Yes. Do you think the other two of the core four are involved in Jughead's plan? I think Veronica, maybe. That's interesting. Veronica, but not Archie. Mm -hmm. Because they can't trust Archie with any information because he's such an adult. Yeah. And I do believe that Cheryl's in because Cheryl's really good at this type of thing. You just think... Jughead was like, yo, Cheryl, we haven't chatted in a while, but hey. But I remember you're real good at schemes. That's definitely so, a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now can I talk about Vic again? Please, of course. So then Archie decides that Tom Keller is no longer running the center. Who's running the center now? I don't know. Maybe they brought Monroe's mom back. If we I don't know. Mom, I would not take this position because I had been treated poorly by this corporation. Exactly. Tom Keller is now foreman and not Vic. Poor Vic. I know. Like, So Vic's still just working this construction job. And it made me mad at Tom, too, for Tom to not be like... You should give this to Vic. Vic really, like, Vic really needs this right now. Tom's like, well, that sounds real nice, son. (laughs) Yeah. God. This is a real bad episode for Vic, who we're never going to see again and have never seen before. I agree. Poor Vic. <laughs> um, there's a conversation between some people, I don't remember who, and they're all like shocked that Archie's not going to graduate. Yeah. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, they're like, read the writing on the wall, honeys. Yeah. yeah. And then we get our Stonewall prep party. Yep, Jughead's got the Johnny Darko mask and a switchblade. Johnny Darko mask, switchblade, and a his serpent jacket on. He is reverted back to old school Jughead, and I am here for it. Yes. Um, so yeah, we get to the party. Archie and Veronica traveled um, five to seven hundred miles just to fuck in the woods. Yep, absolutely. And they have to watch out for ticks. Yep, they could have done it in Fox Forest and instead decided to go all the way to this place where they didn't know anyone to go do that. Yes. And then they, like, Jughead and Brett follow each other into the woods to finish this once and for all. Mm-hmm. And then we get some interesting sort of uh, clues. Jughead takes off the mask. Mm-hmm. He puts on his hat. We skipped something. Oh, please. Yeah. Uh, we skipped the lines, friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your beers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... I hate Brett. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then Brett says, what is this, Freaky Friday? And the thing is that it has... I No, it's not. Like, it's not a body switching. Like, that's... <laughs> it's removing the basic plot of Freaky Friday. Like, and, this is and, not... And normally these kids' references are so tight, you know? Yeah, it's just like... 
Yeah, it's sort of a surprise, right? Yeah, there's no body switch implication. Like, it just has absolutely nothing to do with Freaky Friday. Yeah, there's no body switch here, honeys. (laughs) Anyway. Um, So so then we get these clues. mm -hmm. Mask off, hat on. They meander out of shot. Donna is following. Mm -hmm. Do we think Donna is in on this plan? Or is she the big bad for the season? Um, that's a good question because then we have the Betty and Donna scene. Yes, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering sort of what did we, I mean, clearly we intentionally didn't see stuff there with now, the Betty well, and Donna scene and, and apparently Donna has another trigger word right. that can so set that Betty off. I don't think Donna is in on it because if, assuming Betty is in on it, then there's no reason for Donna and Betty to have this fake conversation. That is fair. So, okay. That's yes. Good Unless point. They, like if they, if they were other people around, they would do it. But like there's, they were alone. They could just be like, all right, so let's get ready for the next step. I'll go find a good rock. So here's, um, here's another question. Here's another question. Do we think that Betty in advance knew that Donna had gone to visit Evelyn. Perhaps. Perhaps somehow she sleuthed that out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's where the hole is because we very intentionally don't see Betty kill Jughead or whatever she's doing with those rocks Mm -hmm. because she didn't, obviously didn't kill him or Mm -hmm. else the language of the show would have been much different Mm -hmm. in what they had wanted us to see. Yeah. So Archie and Veronica uh, exit from the woods mm-hmm. and then they're like, where did Buddy and Jughead go? And everyone's like, into the clearing. And they're like, we better go watch them fuck in the woods now. <laughs> I know. Well, they, I think Archie and Veronica get off with watching Betty and Jughead fool around. I think that yeah, we already- Yeah, well, fig- that videotape too. Well, yeah, but we've already figured that out, right? Like, like in other episodes, that there's yeah. clearly some sort of creepy voyeurism go- thing going on with the four. Yeah, that's their kink. Yeah, the four of them. They're like, we like to watch each other. Yep. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't judge that. It's just that I think it's completely inadvertent in the show. Yeah. That's why I'm judging it. Yeah. And um, then yeah. there's Betty standing there over quote unquote dead Jughead, who's so mm-hmm. obvi not dead. Mm-hmm. But Jughead narrates. Okay, also, now that I think about it, Archie has to be in on it because he's like, Jughead doesn't have a pulse, but like Jughead. Ooh, that's true. So they so might be trying Archie- to hide the fact that Juggy's still alive. Now, also, that scene, all it was was Veronica, like Donna and Brett were not there, which means one of the core four is not in on this. That because is again, interesting. like that Donna scene, there would be no reason to have this conversation. Yeah, it keeps them in the dark in order to put other sort of pieces on the board for whatever play plan right. Juggy so has. Now it's clear that Archie, I think at this point, the only person who's clearly in on it with Jughead is Archie. That's true because Archie had to lie. Yeah, Archie lied to Betty and Veronica. That is interesting. Oh, how's this all going to unfold? Probably not to our satisfaction. No, I have a feeling several episodes from now we're going to be flipping back to our notebooks. Yeah, I'm being like, what? But this is a fun, very compelling episode in terms yeah. of its cliffhanger. And overall, a pretty good, a pretty good episode. Yeah. Yeah, overall. I mean, 
they did well with catching up to the flash forwards here. Yeah, I'm glad we, we've gotten to that. But, you know, I already said what I said, and I stick to it, that we could have used less of fucking everything else in this episode. I think we could have replaced it with uh, some of Vic's feelings, going home and explaining to his family yes what happened and how like christmas and vic's daughter being like does this mean we can't we're not going on our trip to the lake anymore this summer and vic yeah and and vic being like i'm sorry we can't i'm sorry we can't pay for your your chemotherapy i was really (laughs) hoping that this would work out and wow kate wow kate grim grim and we're gonna have to put the baby up for adoption all right, who's on your power list? Um, so number one is the ghost of Vegas, who yes. I think we did do a lot this episode. Yes, totally. Um, and then I have Betty, but now, like, now that I'm thinking about it, this whole list is off because Archie seems to be more in on it than Betty. Yeah, the way we pierced through it, absolutely. Yeah, and then Brett and Donna together because they're conspiring together. It's like a thing. Yes. And then I have Archie and Jughead, but I guess, like, Archie and Jughead are at the top now? Like, I don't know what it's happening. Yeah, big, big paradigm shift this episode. So, at the top, I have Donna. Okay. And then I have Mr. Feeney. Oh, sorry, sorry. I mean Mr. (laughs) Paxton. I'm so sorry. I just... No, there's no Mr. Paxton either. (laughs) Who are you talking about? Isn't Mr. Paxton the name of the shitty writing teacher who's such an asshole? No, that's Mr. DuPont. Oh, that's right, Mr. DuPont. Fucking, yeah. Like, you have from Boy Meets World to just, like, picking a name. Yeah, Mr. Cotter. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Mr. Cotter's not real either, but at least they said it in the show. They did. They said it in the show. Yeah. And then I said Brett. Okay. Just based on what's happening in the episode. And then I said Veronica, because, you know, she makes a lot of big moves. Mm-hmm. Who's on your crush list? I didn't really. I wrote like Jughead with a question mark. Like this episode just didn't. No one was really like hot this episode. Yeah, and the se- the sex wasn't very sexy for yeah. for you and I. It was a little too Veronica and Archie based. Yeah, it's just like no one or no one did anything cool either. That's true. Something that was compelling and sexy. Yeah, because I think a lot of our crushes end up because like someone did something like cool and powerful. Definitely. And no one did that this week. Uh, my list is Tony. Okay. Tom Keller, because he's, you know, he's adorable. Too shaven, too clean shaven. Too, too shaven. And then last but not least, not Archie and Veronica. That's who I had at the end of my crush list. That's great. <laughs> so next episode, what is it? How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, which is the name of a television program. Yeah, that is about how to get away with murder. Well, I think that we're going to see how they get away with Jughead's fake murder. Yeah. Cool. Oh, this has been a wonderful episode. Very fun. There you go. You froze, but you're back. Yeah, you did too. So we froze together. It was fun. This, fun, has, fun, been a, fun. this has been a wonderful episode. So fun. Yes. Thank you to Angela Mercado. Our editor. And Louis, and Louis Aronowitz, our wonderful theme song writer. Who also likes all of my tweets. Yes. Really appreciate it. I constantly have one to two likes and Louis Aronowitz is always one of them. Yes, thank you to Louis for liking Kate's tweets. Absolutely. Thank you. And, you know, if you enjoyed this episode, you can, you know, subscribe on a podcast of your choice. You can rate and review us on iTunes. So helpful. You can follow us on social media. And please, instead of supporting us, because this is a hobby project for us, you can donate some money 
to a Black Lives Matter or environmental or social justice cause of your choice. We would really yeah, or appreciate that. Funds. More hundreds of people have been arrested for protesting Breonna Taylor's murder and no one has been arrested for murdering her. That is correct. So bail funds are really important right now as they yes. have been for the last few months. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, Kate, what a pleasure. As always. As always. Well, pals and gals, we will see you again on another episode of XOXO Riverdale. Bye. 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 Bye.